Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHer Con is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. For me, it's been networking, just a network with investors, with other real estate investors, with other syndicators, brokers, property managers. I mean, just... The more you talk to people and learn about what they're doing or just have conversations, I believe that it will just help you grow your business. Real quick, before the episode, I want to give you a gift of 25% off. And that gift actually is from TransUnion Smart Move. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. Because as landlords, we tend to be most concerned with getting paid on time. You might also know that hundreds of thousands of landlords have to deal with the headaches of evicting tenants each year. Evicting a tenant can be painful, costing as much as $10,000 in court costs and legal fees, and take as long as four weeks to complete. What if there's a trusted way to help prevent the headaches of dealing with evicting a tenant? Make the smart move right from the start. Smart Move's online tenant screening solution can help you quickly understand if you're getting a reliable tenant, which will help you avoid potential problems such as non-payment and evictions. For a limited time, listeners of this podcast are invited to try Smart Move tenant screening for 25% off. Here's how Smart Move can help you find your next great tenant. Make a more informed decision with Smart Move's proprietary credit score built specifically for tenant screening, which predicts evictions 15% better than a typical credit score. Reduce non-payment risk with Smart Move's Income Insights Report, which enables you to analyze the applicant's income within minutes and determine if additional income verification is needed. Get critical information quickly with a full credit report, criminal background, and eviction history report. With over 5 million screenings completed, SmartMove can help you make a better leasing decision for your rental property. If you own a rental property, SmartMove can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to TenantScreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Best ever listeners, today's guest is being interviewed by Theo Hicks. You know Theo, he's with us every Friday on Follow Along Friday. You're going to get a lot of value from this conversation. So with that being said, let's get going. Hi, best ever listeners. Welcome to the best real estate investing advice ever show. I'm Theo Hicks, and today I'll be speaking with Larry Abramowitz. Larry, how are you doing today? Great. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm looking forward to speaking with you today and learning more about what you got going on in your real estate business. A little bit about Larry before we get started. He began investing in real estate in 2014 while running his flower importing and distribution company. 
He has completed over $30 million in real estate transactions all over the world in the U.S., Colombia, Costa Rica, and Spain. He closed on his first syndicated deal in September of 2018, which was 108 units in Daytona Beach, Florida. And he was able to raise $4.5 million for that deal. So we'll definitely dive into details on that. He's based in Miami, Florida. And you can say hi to him and learn more about his business at broadviewcap.com. So Larry, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? Yes. Like you said, I started focusing more of my time in real estate around 2014. And I started buying foreclosed properties in Miami, which made it easier since I was still working full time. I was doing this locally. So I started buying houses from the court auction or these auction websites like auction.com and started doing all the eviction process of if there were any tenants or owners remodeling the houses and I either sold some of them or kept some of them as rentals. I did the same with some apartments and then I did a warehouse deal, retail office, and even a lot that about enough foreclosure. So I, I mean, I did a lot of different types of uh, real estate and I was self-managing all these rental properties and it was a lot of work self-managing. So I wanted to do something bigger where I could have a professional management company do the day-to-day of the properties. And that's how I decided to go into syndication to be able to buy bigger deals. So let's go into details on that deal you did. So 108 units in Daytona Beach, Florida. How did you find that deal? I was looking for deals in Florida, and while analyzing a deal in Gainesville, I was looking for property managers, and while interviewing property managers, I was talking to one of them, and they said that that they sometimes get off-market deals, and they'll let me know if they get anything that they could send my way, and uh, about a month later, they sent me two deals. One was in Largo, Florida, and one was in Daytona Beach, and basically... When I talked to them, they said that I need to make a decision within the next two days to decide if I wanted to move forward and which property or if I wanted to do both. Got in my car and started driving to see the property in Largo early in the morning and then drove the same day to Daytona and then drove back to Miami. So it was probably about 12 hours in the car. (laughs) Yeah, Um, so just got to see both properties, did my review the numbers that the property manager had sent me, and I decided to go with the Daytona Beach property. When you visited those properties in person, what type of uh, analysis did you do? I guess, what was your game plan? What were you looking for to help you determine which deal to move forward with? Well, first, I wanted to see the area around the property and the city and the area where the properties were located to see if I felt comfortable. I liked the area where the property was located. Then the location of the property within the area, like the one in Largo, was actually not in the main street. It was like half a block in and it was behind the gas station. So even though it was a very nice property, I wasn't crazy about not being on the main road for visibility and the gas station in front of it. And it had a bigger property across the street that was going through a remodel. And I felt like you couldn't push the rent a lot higher, given that the other property had more amenities and it was a nicer property. So um, that was kind of my concern with that deal even though I understand now it's performing very well, but that was pretty much why I didn't go with that deal. When I went to Daytona, I loved that the property was on the main street. It had a lot of visibility. When we drove through the property, it was it has a, a lake right in the middle. 
So it's it's a beautiful property to go into. And while analyzing the number, there was a lot of value adding the rent. And there was a big gap difference on the market rent if I could remodel the units, which was a plan once we acquired it. So you move forward with that deal. At this point in the process, did you know how you're going to fund that deal? Or did you have to raise the capital after you actually had the property under contract? I had talked to maybe a couple of people about the deal that might be interested. And I was putting in 10% of the equity. And the property manager was also investing, say about, I think it was about 5% of the equity. So I was missing a big chunk of it, which would be about 80% of the equity I still had to raise after we put it on the contract. And can you walk us through how you were able to raise such a large amount of capital for your first syndicated deal, that is? <laughs> yeah, that was a, it was a hectic process. I mean, I first thing prepared a, a really professional uh, presentation or package to show the investors or potential investors. And then I just started going through all my contact lists throughout all my years in business and meeting people and, you know, just friends and friends of friends and family and just started calling everybody and presenting the deal. And I got a couple of people to do some big commitments, which uh, really helped lower part of that pressure. I got a couple of half a million dollar investors. And then I had also a hundred thousand minimum, which I think helps to have less investors and just it's easier to manage for your first project, even though it's a little harder to raise maybe a higher number, but you're always going to get people ask you for a discount or not a discount, but I guess to invest less than the minimum and having a higher minimum help raise the money, I would say quicker. And just went through all my lists, contact Facebook, LinkedIn, my friends from the university, from my master's degree, and then family. And then some people started referring. The biggest lesson I learned is that when somebody says, no, I'm not interested, I guess you got to ask always, do you know somebody that might be interested? And most people will recommend somebody that, that invests in these type of deals or might have an interest. And as you keep on asking that, you end up finding more and more people to invest. Yeah, that, that's definitely a good strategy. How many investors are on this deal? 22, including myself. And have you syndicated a deal since then? I have not. I've been looking very hard and it's been hard to make a lot of these deals make sense lately. So I just keep on looking and don't give up. I mean, I, I keep on looking for deals. How is this deal performing compared to those projections that you had in the beginning? We are over projections right now. We just did a second distribution or we're doing it this week. And in the first two quarters, we're at 6.4% annualized return. And we have projected about 58 year one because of all the value add going on in year one. You really start seeing the improvements towards the second semester and after you get enough units remodeled. And this is already with the adjusted taxes. So we, even though we haven't gotten our taxes uh, adjusted, I'm already reserving for that. And looking at the tax roll, I think we're going to be under what I projected in the taxes this year so that we might make more, but I like to be conservative. What was the biggest challenge you faced with this deal, whether on the acquisition side or the asset management side? I would say the biggest challenge was raising the money just because the property manager brought me the deal. So that part was not as hard finding it. I would say that the hardest thing was raising the funds. And then we had other difficulties in the process where we were ready to close and the seller was not ready to close. They had an issue with a loan they had on their properties over all their portfolio that was affecting this property. And that came up towards the end. So 
They asked for one extension and then we were ready to close the second time and they still had a, an, sorry, the first time they didn't request a payoff from their lender so they couldn't close. And then the second time they had this issue with this loan so they delayed the closing twice. So this process, we started at the beginning of May and we ended up closing September 24th. So it was almost five months to, oh, to wow. conclude the deal. Yeah. So how, it was, uh, how did you communicate that with your investors? That I learned that the key is to keep everybody informed because I had the funds in August and some people even the earlier were in June and July and August that people sent me the funds and I didn't communicate for a while just because I was so into closing the deal that I didn't send any communication and some investors started calling me and saying, what's going on? We don't know anything. And the main thing that I learned is you got to keep your communications consistent and very open with your investors. So I started sending every two weeks what was going on with the deal just so everybody would know and be comfortable that we were still working on the closing. And that's the most important thing, I think, is keep everybody informed all the time. And, and what I do right now is I send a, a monthly financial statement, and then I do a quarterly, more detailed report when we do distributions, because we distribute quarterly, where I get into more detail of the performance of the property and everything we've been able to achieve. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you put your team together for this deal? I guess you said that this is a property management company that sent you the deal. Are they the ones that are managing it? Yeah, they were already managing the deal. They knew it was going to the market and they were able to lock it up before it went to market. And then they signed me the contract. So that was kind of the way the deal worked. Just out of curiosity, because I, I know for first time syndicators, a big problem is generating those off-market leads, specifically coming from brokers who property management companies who have that Rolodex of investors that they know are going to close. Why do you think it is that they gave you this deal, even though they hadn't worked with you before? Well, I knew a few of the people that they do business with. And that was some of the, when asked for references, they gave me a couple of references that were people that I already knew. So I think that helped. And second, I also asked them that question. And they also said it's because they like to diversify their portfolio of people that manage properties for they were They were... Um, heavy on a few investors or asset managers and they wanted to diversify. So they tend to look to find properties for different people so they can have a big diversified portfolio. Just because I believe that last year they had a big client. I think they sold uh, most of the property. So they lost a big chunk of their business and they're looking to diversify their portfolio. Alrighty. And for the money question, what is your best real estate investing advice ever? I think it. For me, it's been networking, just a network with investors, with other real estate investors, with other syndicators, brokers, property managers. I mean, just the more you talk to people and learn about what they're doing or just have conversations, I believe that it will just help you grow your business. All right. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? Yes. All right. First, a quick word from our sponsor. If you own a rental property, TransUnion Smart Move can help you identify the right renter from the start so you can avoid the problems of non-payment or evictions. Don't put yourself at risk. Go to tenantscreening.com, create a free account, enter the code FAIRLESS at checkout for 25% off your next screening. With TransUnion Smart Move, you'll get great reports, great convenience, great tenants. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast 
at thereifoundation.libson.com. All right, Larry, what's the best ever book you've recently read? I would say Traction, Get a Grip on Your Business by Gina Wickman. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? I would just keep on hustling and finding another deal to keep on going. I mean, you got to just keep on going, get up and, and find your next opportunity. How would you start over if you had a little or no capital? If I had little, no capital, I would uh, look for either deals where I could get seller financing or just talk to friends and family that would be willing to fund some of the deals to get started again. What is the worst deal you've done? I bought a house from the bank in foreclosure for $70,000. And when we ended up starting the work, all of the wood frame was eaten by termites. So mm -hmm. I had to basically redo the entire house, gut it out completely and redo it. Luckily, I bought it cheap enough that I we still made money at the end. But it's it's been a year and a half in that project. It's been a drain. <laughs> yeah. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? The easiest way to reach me is by email, Larry at broadviewcap.com. And that's B-R-O-A-D-V-I-E-W-C-A-P.com. All right, Larry, thanks for coming on the show today and speaking with us today about your first syndicated deal. I know a lot of, of listeners are interested in syndication, so I'm sure it was great from their perspective to hear the entire story behind someone who recently did their first deal. Just to summarize what you discussed, you actually found this property while you were interviewing property management companies, and they ended up sending you two off-market deals about a month after your conversation. Told you you had two days to decide which one you're going to buy, so you quickly got in your car, drove to both properties, looked at the numbers. You said that your reasoning for disqualifying one and selecting the other one was due to its location. Uh, the first one wasn't on a main street. And it had a, a larger property across the street that was going through a pretty heavy remodel. Whereas the ones you ended up buying was on the main street, had a lot of visibility. It was a really good looking property. And you identified that there's a lot of value at there because of the rents. We talked about how you were able to raise capital for that deal. You put in some capital, the property management company put it in capital, which was great from an alignment of interest standpoint. But you basically said that you put together a package and just, just hustled. You called everyone that you knew. And it also set that 100K minimum, which helped you kind of hit that raise of $4.5 million. And then this was a key piece of advice. If someone said no, you didn't just hang up. You asked them, okay, well, do you know of anyone else who might be interested in investing? And you talk to that person. If they say no, yes, the same thing. And eventually you get to the point where you find someone who will invest. We talked about the fact that you were actually beating your projections And the biggest challenge aside from raising that capital was the fact that the closing kept getting pushed back. And one of the lessons that you learned was the need to communicate that with investors moving forward. And once you realized that, you sent them emails every two weeks. And then lastly about that deal, we talked about why they actually gave you the deal over other people. And that was because the property management company was in a situation where they needed to diversify because one of their clients had sold off a large portion of their portfolio, which made them lose a lot of their business. And then lastly, your best ever advice was simple yet powerful, which is just the power of, of networking and talking with as many people as you possibly can, because that will increase the amount of opportunities you receive. So uh, Larry, cool. thank you again for speaking with us today. Thank you for everyone who listened. Have a best ever day and we'll talk to you soon. 
Thanks. It was great being on the show. Thanks for having me. Feeling lost on your roadmap to wealth? Tune in to the newly launched REI Foundation podcast where hosts Jason and Peely give you all the steps and missteps towards achieving your investing dreams. Featuring interviews from top industry professionals, make sure you listen and subscribe to REI Foundation podcast at com.